Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Want to be a speaker but aren't sure what to talk about, where to go to find gigs or how to offer your services from stage? As the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now, Lisa mentors professionals who want to use speaking to grow their business. Hi Lisa, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, you're really welcome. And I'm excited about talking about our theme about getting speaking gigs today. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are? Sure. Well, I'm the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now, and it's no mistake that I got here. I actually, I don't know about you, Leanne, I've always known that I wanted to be a teacher, even when I was a little kid, no matter what, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher, gymnastics teacher, whatever it was, I want to be a teacher. And in college, I majored in speech communication, bachelor's and master's degree, taught speech as well. And then I went on a completely different trajectory for a very long time. And it wasn't until I was 40 years old that I was hired to become a professional speaker to fill workshops for a personal development company. They said, this is how we get our clients. Go out there and speak, teach them about mindset. I said, okay, sounds like a dream job to me. Where do I start? Where do I, how do I start? What do I do? And they gave me a great talk to use. And I pretty much just used my phone, my computer and looked under every rock and nook and cranny to get speaking engagements. And that first year I booked 83 speaking gigs and I would subsequently book I would average about 60 a year and people started asking me for help. Other entrepreneurs, other coaches, other people who were like, I want, I want to get clients. I want to fill my rosters. I want to fill my retreats, whatever it was. And I really, Leanne, for a long time, I was turning them away. I was like, I don't, you know, I, I could help you, but I don't have time to give you all these tips until one day it just sort of hit me like a coconut fell on my head. And I thought, okay, I guess there's something here. People really do need some support. So I started to really narrow it all down. And that is now part of what's in my book. It's what I lead for my speakers training academy. All the steps that I use to stay booked, get booked and stay booked is what I say. You don't want just one speaking gig. You want, you want to keep it going, keep it consistent throughout your career. So you're always attracting your ideal clients. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's amazing how sometimes when you're doing what you love, um, something else will come along, isn't it? And people start asking you, well, how do you do it? Because it, it, it's something that a lot of business owners I've found want to know how to get those speaking gigs because they know it's you know, a really important part of their business to get out there. Because, yes, we do have retreats. We want to get clients. Uh, we want to do workshops. But getting out there speaking is getting people to know you first, isn't it? Is that what you're finding? Has that uh, been a difficult journey for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs? I think they get, there's a lot of things that are scary about speaking. And I don't mean public speaking. That's a whole different conversation, right? The people who work closely with me usually say to me, I love speaking. I want to do more of it, but I just don't know how to get started. So we're not dealing with the fear of public speaking, but to your point, that doesn't mean they don't have fears about other things, you know, fears about what are people going to think? Am I going to mess up? What if I say the wrong thing? What should I say? Where should I go? Who's going to want to hear my talk? 
what if I <laughs> don't sell anything? What if I, I'm just going to give everything away for free because I'm uncomfortable asking for money <laughs> and, and on and on and on. We just kind of met, make things more complicated in our minds sometimes. So I help people simplify all that. It is something that I know I've been through myself. I was quite comfortable in getting out there speaking. It took me a while, but I got grew my confidence. That wasn't where the fear was. The fear was actually, who do I contact? How do I contact them? And I suppose that's what we're going to be talking today is getting those speaking gigs because it's that step where, okay, yes, you can refine your keynote or whatever you're speaking about or whatever workshop in it. But it's more about how do you get these gigs in the first place? I find that step was the bit that stopped me for a while until I thought, oh, what do I do? And then that's where I had to reach out for help as well. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And so we'll start with like what I'll always say, what's the vision? Like, what do you imagine happening? Who are you speaking to? Why are you speaking to them? What's this for? And most of the time, and it's probably similar to who you work with, it, people want to help other people transform. They want to help other people grow. It's coming from a really integrity driven, heart centered calling, you know, to really make a difference in the world. And when you're coming from that space, you still need some business strategy. You still need the money to make sense. You still need that line. I always say, because we always want to have that thread that goes all the way through, like, is what you're offering at the end of your talk, helping your business? Because if you're out of business, you cannot help that many people, right? <laughs> so we have to integrate all of it together in a way that feels really yummy, feels really in alignment with who you are that because if you're if you're not comfortable as a speaker you won't say that thing from stage and i always say no one could do your push-ups for you you got to be up there you got to you got to say it and if you're not in the audience is not going to be in either yeah the audience can uh, i suppose what the old saying they can smell fear can't they is they that- can <laughs> they well because our, our emotions are contagious right like the, you can say all this is why sometimes people get stuck too they have a perfect, I was at a, a thing the other day and it was a 30 minute talk and I could tell it was virtual. So, you know, she read her talk the whole time, 30 minutes, read word for word. I thought, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity we're missing here because her words sounded perfect. It was perfect, written, perfectly written, but not very emotionally connected. And she was a really great reader, but she was missing out on the connection. So sometimes you have to let go a little bit of that perfectness. Let it be messy. It's something I've seen a lot of speakers uh, go to those professional speaking um, organizations that they learn how to speak and project and all those things, but they get this perfectly polished talk, I suppose, or keynote or whatever it is, but I'm not connecting with them because it is so perfect. They're not really getting the emotion. They just get perfectly delivering the line. They might know their lines off by heart. But again, there's no connection there. Yeah. And I'll, uh, it's, it's something I don't typically talk about. It, it is a little bit more advanced, but using your intuition, sometimes I will bring something up, maybe a share a story or an example that I don't typically share. And I just trust it. I go, there's someone in the audience needs to hear that. I, I don't know why I'm feeling compelled to share X, Y, Z, but it must be because, be because someone needs to hear it. And so I just let it go. I'm like, I'm going to just follow that. Okay. I'm not going off track and taking longer than I'm supposed to be, you know, speaking for always make sure we're going to land the plane on time, but I'll listen to those promptings. Yeah. I've always found that's better to trust that, you know, what you're talking about, 
but if something pops into your head and it just wants to come out, then that's the right place for it. So I'm very much into that style. I'm a bit more casual. I don't learn my lines off. I usually have notes in my hand and I never look at them. It's usually just a comfort thing. Oh, yeah, they're here, but I'm not really looking at them. I might glance occasionally, but I'm trusting that I know my stuff and it'll yes. just come out in the right stories. Because usually it's a story too, isn't it? Like you want to give an example about something, that story. Um, so I wanted to get into about getting speaking gigs. There are challenges out there for people. What do you find are the biggest challenges they have about getting those speaking gigs? We did talk about fear, but is there other things? Well, I think the biggest challenge is what the first challenge that usually stops someone in their tracks is, I don't know what I should talk about exactly. Like an entrepreneur might be, or business owner might be sitting on decades of expertise. And then you're like, oh, well, you just narrow that down to 30 minutes wow, that starts to seem like an impossible task because everything's important. You have to know all the things that I know. And so really getting clear on what should you speak on and make it so that it's you. It's not cliche or boring or dry, but it's really like, no, you're speaking to people's needs, their, what's valuable to them, what do they want, and, and being a little... I guess unique, like everyone has their own unique take on it, right? Even if you lined up 10 attorneys, it's like they're all going to have their own philosophies and whatnot. So that would be the first thing. So I, I call that get your talk ready to rock. And, and if you do not have a talk done and you're waiting to become a speaker and see what other people want, and then you'll get your talk done. It's like backwards. You, you have to have a stake in the ground. You've got to put that stake in the ground and go like, this is my talk. This is what I want to share with people. This is what's really going to help them move the needle. And then of course, invite them to that next step, whatever that is for your business. And then you find the groups that that talk and that topic is aligned with. But if you don't have something to start with, it's kind of like entering a race without having tennis shoes. You, you, you go running, you probably need shoes. If you didn't have shoes, you could think about running all the time, but you wouldn't be prepared. So then you wouldn't go running, you know, (laughs) you have to get started somehow. It's like an endless cycle, isn't it? Like, yes, I know a lot of people um, were telling me in the very beginning was, you know, just go out there and then work out how later. But sometimes you just need to know, well, I can't get out there until I am clear on what I'm doing. And yeah. you might not have your keynote like perfectly done, but you need to, as you say, you need to know what you're talking on. You need to know that things that, you know, that you're confident in talking about too, because if you start bringing in things that you're not confident about, I find that can always cause that disconnect with the audience as well. It can also, I think having a talk done that, you know, leads to the next step for people and you're really excited about it and you've gotten expertise feedback of like, okay, yes, no, right, left. Here's, we're going to go this way, that way. Oh, I like this. I don't like that. Let's cut this out. Like that feels really empowering. So then you're not as scared when you say, Hey, you know, you approach an organization, you're like, this is what I have. You're not feeling as insecure because it's vulnerable, right? Like you're putting your, you know, you put yourself out there. So my, my philosophy is always like, let's do whatever we can to lower the anxiety and increase the confidence. Cause it's already scary enough. <laughs> it's so it's already scary. So what, what can we do to really make it as smooth sailing as possible? And that's the first step. Oh, I love that. And once people have got that in their head, and they've worked that out. What is their next step? Is it to start approaching organizations? Uh, yes. And, uh, 
you want to have a plan to, you, I, I always say like, oh, hold on, just don't, don't like, just call them up and shove <laughs> your stuff down their throat. We let's just hold on. Let's get a strategy together. Right. So you want to figure out, I, I say, uh, you want to find your, your ideal speaking gig pipeline. Like where, where do you think your people are? Where do you think your perfect prospects are, are hanging out? Um, if you speak to women or your clients are women, well, of course, women's groups would be a great place. If you're speaking to attorneys, okay, maybe then there's lots of attorney groups or uh, lawyer groups, things like that. Um, business people, like where are your people hanging out? And then you start your strategy from there. I'll tell you a story, Leanne. One of my clients, uh, her her strategy, uh, it, was, it was really cool because sometimes I think people think you have to search far and wide and be all over the world and be all over the place and come up with millions and hundreds of thousands of, it gets overwhelming. So one of my clients, I said, let's start with this one organization. And I knew that this organization had a lot of um, prospective clients in her, you know, that would, that could be prospective clients for her. She reaches out to one chapter. Well, guess what? Now they've got chapters all over the United States. I'm in California, United States right now. And then she, they also had groups in Canada and once she got one, then that led to another, 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 another. And before you knew it, she had never reached out via email before ever. We crafted a great email that felt good to her. She reached out to them via email. All of a sudden she's booked five speaking engagements in less than a week and is an international speaker with one organization. So it doesn't have to be super hard. You don't have million, need millions. It's just that key strategy can really save you a lot of time and put you in front of the right people. Yeah, that's for sure. It's taking that moment just to, to really get that in your head too, because going willy nilly, if you're not even sure of your niche, I suppose, that that's the other thing too, because I know uh, it's very difficult, I suppose, to get your speaking gigs face-to-face. So we wanted to go out and do the virtual things, especially want to be international. But you have to be very targeted, I think. And I think that's where you're right. If you're doing women, well, where are those women's networking groups, you know, and then getting those contacts and, you know, going from there. Absolutely. And I, I really teach my clients to kind of take the blinders off. Honestly, there's speaking gigs all over you. I feel like I'm tripping over speaking gigs over here, right? All over the world. And once you see the possibilities and I show you what to look for, listen for, watch out for, all of a sudden you get yeses. You get like, oh yeah, we'd love to have you come and speak. I had one client who he, he hadn't done a lot of this before. He'd never reached out. He didn't really prospect before. And so I taught him like, this is how you would put the email together. This is how you would have a conversation. You've got your talk ready. Here's who you're going to start engaging with. And so he calls me one day. He's like, oh, I don't have any speaking engagements. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, have you reached out to the places that we talked to about? No, I haven't. I said, okay, well, do that. And then let me know how it goes. 20 minutes later, I got booked. So it's just, sometimes it's asking, you just got to ask. <laughs> There's a lot of fear in it. Just asking sometimes, isn't it? Like I know, when totally. I, you know, people if talk about never... sales and speaking gigs and everything, but it's all about asking first. <laughs> yes. You don't ask, you don't get, I mean, honestly, but it, and that sounds so simple, but you're right about what we were talking before. There are a lot of fears. I call it speaker's kryptonite. I mean, there's just fears that kind of poke up and in the most confident, intelligent people, nothing to do with that. It, you can be super confident and you still have speaker's kryptonite. I have it too. You know, I'm not immune. I'm a lot more immune than most people, but I still have my moments of doubt and vulnerability. And mm, maybe this is, you know, I maybe they don't want, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we all have that. We all have that. 
I think it's good too to to remember that we're not always going to be great at something and that to get that help isn't it to reach out because quite often we'll, we try and do things by ourselves and as I say you, you're helping people even just to break it down and say well have you rung that person and no but just having that little prompt can make somebody go okay I'm going to take that step and, and do it whereas if you were sitting back trying to do it by yourself you could procrastinate for days I'm sure <laughs> yeah I, I had a client call earlier today and she's like okay what's the next thing I need to do I'm like well when's our next appointment I'm like okay we're talking in a couple of weeks I'm like so by the time we talk you're gonna have a speaking engagement she's like oh I said yes you have all the tools you're good you're gonna be okay we're gonna just I mean, she's not going to get in trouble if she doesn't. I'm just saying like, yeah. but, but me encouraging her and, and championing her and kind of giving her that like little, like, Ooh, you know, let's, let's see if we can do it. Like take it from a fantasy and make it a reality. You start to build evidence that you could do it. And people said, yes. And she's going to get, she lives in one of the most wealthy places in the world. And she has a ton of, uh, very strong network. And I know it's going to be more than she could have ever even imagined. I, I can't wait to find out what happens, but oh, stay tuned. Sounds <laughs> awesome. I'd be interested now. <laughs> I want to know. So what about, do you have one thing that you could tell our listeners, you know, that's really important to get speaking to get them started on that road? I mean, I know it's great to get somebody, but sometimes they just want to take that first step themselves. Yes. So what I recommend is, and this is, this is honestly, this is my number one secret to getting booked and staying booked. Okay. It's a lot easier and way more fun than you think it's going to be. Okay. So I think most of us, especially speakers like to have friends, you know, we like hanging out with people. It doesn't mean that you have to be an extrovert. You can be an introvert and be a speaker, but you probably still have at least one friend. Right. And so what I developed and it was really organic, but turned into this amazing system. I call it the speaker soulmate system. And what that is, you're like, well, what's a speaker soulmate? I will tell you, I invented it. So I know you don't know what it is. <laughs> so it's basically somebody that speaks about the same frequency as you. So even if you're brand new, you just find someone else who wants to be a speaker too. Easy, right? Now you also want to make, so that's number one, you find someone who's speaking at the same frequency as you. Number two, you find someone that you know, like, and trust. Okay. Cause this is going to be your inner circle. This is your close, like deep relationship. You're planning on like, I'm going to really refer this person out. They're going to refer me out. We're, we're building a very strong relationship. So it's got to be someone that you can count on. You know, they're going to provide value. You're going to provide value. Right. And then the third thing, and this is the key bonus clincher deal of the whole of the century they speak to the same audience as you, but they're not in competition with you. And what happens when you do this, you know, system and you have this relationship, which anybody can build, you just need to pick up the phone, look through your people, who comes to mind, pick three, start calling, see if they're down, try, test it out until you find those key relationships. It may, you may not get it on the first time. You may get it on the first time, you may not. And I will tell you the gal who I started this with, she has referred me over 100 speaking engagements where literally I get the direct email to the person who's booking and I get the red carpet rolled right out for me. I'm not cold calling. I'm not searching. I'm not, they're saying, I even get one time I got a subject line. It says, we want you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. What, what is this on the subject line in the email? And then I read and they go, we, you know, they, we want you to come speak for our group. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. So you can have that. That's a reality. It doesn't have to be slugging away and hard cold calling and, and that kind of thing. It can be really fun when you partner up with somebody. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love that principle. 
quite often we do, we do try to just do things by ourselves. Like we were talking before about getting some like accountability or a coach or something, but this is like a different step, a different side of it. And I love that. I think that's really important for people to, to actually help each other because people are willing to help each other, aren't they? Like they want to yeah. connect and help each other. It gives them confidence too. And I've had my speaker soulmate has moved um, across the country, which, you know, this was before the pandemic, she had moved. So we thought, oh, maybe this isn't going to work anymore. But we're like, well, let's just see. And by goodness, it, it did work. We still were able to really refer. And then when the pandemic hit, it even multiplied. We were even able to have more and more referrals because now there were no location boundaries and there was no need to, to get in hotels and cars and planes and things like that. So it's really powerful. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, it's just been wonderful talking to you. I'd love people to know about where to get your book and where's the best place to contact you. Oh, yes. You can go to getspeakinggigsnow.com. That's gigs with an S because, of course, you want more than one. So getspeakinggigsnow.com. On there, you're going to immediately get invited to get some tips, my five top tips to get more speaking gigs. You can grab that. That's a free gift for you. And then when you poke around, you there's a link there to my book. If you'd like to get the physical book, you can get that as well. Um, lots of different options for you there. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Ignatius, what a great tip on getting speaking gigs, having a speaker soulmate. If you want to know more about Lisa, go to her website, getspeakinggigsnow.com. For more about having the confidence to speak and achieve your goals, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.